What is up, everybody? Welcome to We Lift Big. I am your host, Bria Gabor, personal trainer, video podcast personality, and award-winning performer. My mission is to educate, entertain, and enact a stronger, happier you. Because when we put in the work to achieve habits for lifelong health and self-love, we open ourselves to the amazing opportunities that come with a life well-lived. New content coming out weekly, so I need you to get up, fasten your shoes, and lift big. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of We Lift Big. And first and foremost, I hope that you are having a beautiful week. And I do apologize if you hear a few construction noises in the background. I have neighbors that are rebuilding a fence in my landlord's backyard. And so if you hear a little bit of drilling or hammering, I do apologize. Um, I hope it doesn't disrupt the uh, quality of the audio too much. But we are here and we are doing it. And... Today is the day I tell you my food story. And I'm excited to do this because I feel like it'll give context to the way that I see food and the way that I talk about food on this channel, the way that I perceive food. I have this 13 year history, I'll say, of really developing and sculpting and remodeling how I view food. And there's been a lot of points in that journey in which I did not have a healthy relationship with food at all. And so I'm going to start at just about age 13 and I'm going to bring you through some major benchmarks in my food journey. And I hope that you find some value in this, whether any of these issues are things that you can relate to, whether you learn something from my experiences, it is all on the table for you. So I'm going to start at age 13. And the reason I want to start there is because that was the age that I really began to create rules and limitations and not just view food as food. Going, growing up throughout my childhood, I just ate like any, um, any child would. I didn't really think much about what what I ate, of course, if something tasted good, I'd be all for it. I will say my mom did a really brilliant job of introducing healthy food, healthy, wholesome food into my family early on. And I was definitely one of those kids who really enjoyed my vegetables and fruits and just whole foods. And so I thank her and my dad a lot for that. Age 13, was when I was diagnosed with anorexia. And again, I feel like this is where my journey starts because at age 13, I was going through puberty as most, hopefully everyone does. And my body was changing, my hormones were changing, my friends were changing. 
And I, at the time, I had a lot of friends who were genetically smaller, um, very lean, athletic, super smart, and being a middle school woman trying to fit in, uh, one of my ways that I wanted to fit into this group was I wanted to be the same physical size as them. And I'm not here to call myself big boned. I'm definitely a lean person, but I perceived myself as being fat, being bigger boned, just having more on me. And I was a little bit overweight at the time, but when I developed this extreme way of eating that eventually came into anorexia, that vision of how I thought I had to look really got twisted. And so to tell my story around that, I was not your typical anorexic. I would say I was more of an orthorexic. And orthorexia is you're not necessarily trying to just never eat ever uh, or go days without eating, which is common in anorexia. Orthorexia is much so much more so extreme dieting. And so I would allow myself about a thousand calories a day and I basically super dieted down 20 pounds over a period of about three months. And I would allow myself 300 calories for my three main meals and then 100 calories between that and I was playing soccer. Of course, again, I was going through puberty, and so a thousand calories a day for a growing girl is not nearly enough food, and so the weight came off pretty fast. And to the point where my mom eventually took me to the hospital because I was not, I was not maintaining, I was not gaining, I was just losing and losing weight until I got down to about 98 pounds. And so my parents take me to the hospital, I get blood work done, I get weighed, and I get my heart rate checked. And my heart rate was 32 beats per minute. 32 beats per minute. Your heart is supposed to beat at right around 50 to 70 beats per minute. I was in the 30s. And so again, 13 year old girl, I saw this and I realized I'm starving myself to death. If I don't turn this around, I'm not gonna make it. And the funny thing about all this and the fact that I'm recording this at the time that I am, this was actually on Halloween. And so Halloween will be the 13th anniversary of me officially beginning the journey to overcome anorexia when I was 13. And I remember telling my parents, mom, dad, I am so excited to eat so much Halloween candy tonight. I'm going to eat so much candy. You're going to be so proud of me. And that's how it started. And actually the way that I gained weight, first off, I started seeing a nutritional therapist who helped me re- reestablish a better relationship with food. And the way I would categorize my relationship with food at this time and a way that I, in a lot of ways, still see my food in a way is structured. 
I, my relationship with food was extremely structured. I was using food as a tool, as a, as a limitation, which in an extreme way is not the healthiest way to perceive food. It is not sustainable. Just like being diagnosed with an eating disorder, the eating disorder is not sustainable. It is very destructive. And so... Um, I'll talk a little bit more about structure and viewing food as a tool the closer I get to the way that I have my relationship with food today and over the past two years. But at this time, this particular time in my teens was when I stopped just seeing food as food and began to see food as a tool, a tool for weight loss or growth, especially when I was gaining back the weight that I lost. The structure that I used to lose the weight in the first place was actually in a way the same structure that I used to gain the weight back. And so instead of just allowing myself 300 calories for my main meals, I would allow myself 350 and then 400, 450, 500 until I was back to eating about 2000 calories a day. I gained uh, the weight back and I had a healthier, much healthier relationship with food. I kind of went back to my childhood sense of like, okay, food is food. Food is good. Food is bad. Um, in terms of taste, (laughs) there's good foods and bad foods. And, um, I like the delicious foods. (laughs) And so that kind of takes me through middle school, high school. I, I still, I don't really remember a lot of my high school journey having a lot of perceptions around food. Again, I had that childlike mentality of food is food, and um, I didn't start to have any sort of major fluctuations or benchmarks in my diet or um, my food relationship journey until I got into college. And Everything was kind of adding up at the time. I had recently gone through some knee surgeries at the time back in 2011, 2012, because my knees were really messed up and uh, just from soccer and some genetic factors. And so I wasn't super active at this time really at all. I did take a lot of group exercise classes throughout high school until my knee surgeries. And the reason I bring this up is because I also want to share a little bit about my fitness journey as well. For me, fitness and nutrition are very tied hand in hand um, throughout the course of this entire journey, which is why I feel it's important to bring up. And so jumping back just a little bit, in high school, in middle school even, so when I was overcoming anorexia, one of the ways that my mom helped me deal with the weight gain was by showing me the gym and taking me to group exercise classes. And that's where I really fell in love with group exercise. I fell in love with the instructors. And I was, I just remember thinking as a young girl, I was like, man, it would be so awesome to do that. (laughs) Foreshadowing, I eventually do. But uh, at the time, that's where I really fell in love with fitness was gain having to gain all this weight back and not wanting to have it just come back as fat even though I didn't really understand fat or muscle at the time I just wanted to gain weight the right way and so the gym helped me do that 
Um, anyway, flash forward to college, and so I have my knee surgeries. The first semester of my freshman year, I was doing a lot of physical therapy, again, not being very active, and this is when my relationship with food became a little more um, explorative because I was the new girl in town, Ronert Park, you know, out of the house, uh, had all of these food options that I just didn't have access to before. And um, I not only gained the freshman 15, I gained the freshman 20. And again, I think part of it was just there was all these new foods at my disposal. I just kind of started eating what was what what were options to me and unfortunately that wasn't necessarily the best stuff at the time and I also wasn't being active and this was about a year of me not being very active and so I think that just a combination of stress maybe a little bit of drinking and I I gained 20 pounds and so jumping into the next part of the freshman uh, my freshman semester uh, from January to I believe June of 2013, I went from being 155 pounds to 115 pounds. I lost 40 pounds in five months. And the reason that I bring this up and how it connects to my relationship with food is again, this was when I started to put limits around what I ate, but more so this was a huge point just in that I wasn't just trying to limit myself like I did when I was 13 and 14. I was not only putting kind of these rules around food and what I thought was good and what I thought was bad, and I was starting to really educate myself on food. This was when I started doing a lot of food research. And kind of recognizing, okay, like, this is a good way to eat. This is, this way is obviously not working. I've naturally been, my body is a better metabolizer of carbohydrates than fats. And so as I was learning about carbohydrates, fats, proteins, vitamins, and minerals, I began to adopt a more higher carbohydrate, higher protein diet. And this was something that happened naturally. It wasn't something that I was consciously doing the way that I consciously do it now. I was just doing it more. And uh, that was how the first 25 pounds, I would say, came off over the three to four months that it did. Uh, I also started my dance minor. And so I was dancing. I started going to the gym at Sonoma State, the recreation center. And here's, I always, I always love to talk about this. So my first like solo, not with my mom, not anything. Uh, my first gym routine was 40 minutes on the elliptical and 20 minutes of abs. And I believe I would do this about three to four days per week. And I always, I always love to mention that just because to see the way that I train now and the way that I train, I trained back then. I know so many people started where I did. They had they did the cardio machine and the abs. It was cardio and abs. Like that that's what I knew. And it's just it's crazy to see that transition. I'll continue to talk more about it. But at this time 
definitely when I realized that I had put on 20 pounds, I started to go back into a bit of a limiting mindset in my relationship with food. But again, I was really starting to educate myself and that continued to accelerate near the end of my freshman year at Sonoma State because this was also around the time that I began to, I did two things. I began taking Adderall. I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and was prescribed Adderall, which greatly affected my diet, to be completely honest. And I began to develop a lot of food sensitivities. I kind of acquired a autoimmune disorder of sorts where my body couldn't digest a lot of proteins and that also really shaped my diet and so starting with the Adderall one of the side effects of Adderall is that you your appetite is suppressed and so again I started taking Adderall because I was diagnosed with ADD my GPA had fallen to the lowest it had ever been. Uh, I was always a 3.5 and up in high school. And then I get to through my first uh, semester at college and my GPA shoots down to like a 2.4. And I'm just really struggling to focus and really struggling to get my work done and just needing more times and exams. And I just didn't really understand what was going on. And it turns out uh, I was just having a lot of trouble focusing and my brain likes to be a million places at once. And so I started taking Adderall at 19. And again, one of the side effects of that is that you lose your appetite. And so between, I would say March, April, April and June, I lost an additional 15 pounds. And it was simply because I wasn't that hungry. And it took me two years after that to regain my appetite completely. I went from someone who would eat a whole bagel sandwich to someone who would eat half of a bagel sandwich, if that. Now I'm someone who would eat a whole bagel sandwich, chips, and a drink. (laughs) And so I've come a long way. But at the time, I just, I wasn't hungry. And then on top of that, I had started to develop all these food sensitivities. Like I stopped being able to have any sort of cow protein and so no beef I still can't have beef no beef steak no butter no dairy products whatsoever that were from cow no soy no eggs no tree nuts and these intolerances kind of came up one by one and it wasn't because I suddenly wasn't eating these certain foods and then trying to reintroduce them back into my diet they were just things that kind of came up over time and I don't know if it's correlated to the lack of appetite I don't know if it's correlated to the medication it was just something that happened and stayed with me for about five years and so at that point again I became underweight again I was 115 pounds and I made the goal for myself so this is about mid-college now all of this is kind of developing and I was 115 I want to say for two years, I just could not gain weight. I couldn't restore my appetite. And so when this was the case, I again stopped focusing on kind of the limitations and rules around food. And I continued to educate myself. And this 
again became a point in my life where I was exploring foods, but in a very different way that I did back in the day. Like I wasn't just kind of allowing myself to eat anything and eat intuitively. Like I still was eating very intuitively at this time, but I was starting to be very intentional with my food choices. And so I would say I had a strong relationship with food and a lot of that would was strengthened because I had really started to educate myself because I wanted to know what was going on with my body and why I suddenly couldn't eat all of these things. And if I did, like I'd be out of commission for half a day, like literally bedridden, in pain, on the pot, like just no bueno, not good at all. And this lasted again for a few years. And so this is probably where I got the bulk of my knowledge, or at least when I really, really started to be knowledgeable about food and start to talk about food with my, with my clients, which at the time um, were through group exercise. And so right around this time too, I started teaching group exercise. And so I was doing a lot of cardio, a lot of movement, some strength training, but not as much as I do now. And just kind of allowing myself to eat because I had this goal of gaining weight. I knew I was underweight. I wanted to get from 115 to 125. And again, it took me two years two years to regain an appetite and to get to that weight. And I I was 125 for a long time. Flash forward, I'm going to take you to my first few months as a personal trainer and that this is age 24. And so, flash forward a few years, I still had this very explorative knowledge-based drive and relationship with food and the structure, the limitation of food came back into my life when I started doing macro counting, which is something that I do now. And the interesting thing about counting my macronutrients, and so I started doing it, it started as a fun thing where I wanted to be ripped for a Halloween costume, and so I started working uh, with a dear friend of mine, and uh, he helped me organize my macros, and so I got down to this like goal weight, and I looked ripped, and it was awesome, and then I ultimately decided to do a bikini competition last gosh, was that 2018? I don't even know anymore. 2018, 2019. Oh Lord, I'm going to have to look that up. But um, again, I'm looking at macros and I was limiting my food in a different way. So first off, my coach was controlling the quality of my calories. And so um, my coach would assign me, you can eat this many carbohydrates, this, ma- this many fats, this many proteins. And this was the first time I'd ever truly seen this in, um, in nutrition. I had always, I'd been intuitive up to this point. Um, to an extent, I'd always played around with calories, but I'd never played around with specific macronutrients. Like this is the quality of calories that I want you eating and everything broken down. And... What was so interesting about limiting 
and um, organizing my food this time and then looking back to, again, my 13, 14-year-old self, I notice a lot of similarities in the sort of restriction. I don't necessarily use restriction in, I don't want it to have a negative context when I say it. It's more so just, I was very structured. Like the way that I structured my eating when I began um, macro counting was in some ways similar to the way that I structured my eating when I was younger and just didn't know anything about food really and nutrients and all of those things. Um, And the difference, definitely the biggest difference was again, I knew so much more going into that sort of structured eating this time and I had the help of a coach to really help me understand how food was affecting my body, which I didn't have back then. And so if there's anything that you get out of this podcast in particular in hearing my story, it's just that knowledge is power, especially with your diet. The better off you will be, the better choices you'll be able to make, and the better you'll be able to have a structured diet and not fall into those negative mindsets. Again, when I didn't know much about food, I had this very negative connotation around food. Food, I was afraid of food. Going into a, I guess, kind of a diet this time, um, just these two past two years, um, when I was doing my cuts for my costume and my bikini show, Uh, My relationship with food was so much stronger, even though I was restricting what I was eating and I was following a structure for how I was eating because I had knowledge. If I had knowledge when I was a teenager, it would have been a much different journey. I reckon it would have been a better journey. I wouldn't have had so many pitfalls with my relationship with food going up and down and up and down if I had just had more knowledge more access to knowledge with food the way that I do now as a trainer and there's just there's so much to know I could get into it a bunch but um again to describe my relationship with food at this time about two years ago it was still explorative but I was back to a structured way of eating and that really leads into today I would say and so I I still follow a macro counting kind of a structure. I log everything that I eat. I allot myself a certain amount of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And especially during quarantine, this has been something that's very helpful for myself um, just in making sure that I am not overeating calories because I know I'm not quite as active as I used to be. Maybe a bit more now, but just not as much as I was um, for a while, especially when I was at the gym. And, um, this, again, this is just the way that I do it. Again, what really helped me and what has continued to help me have a good relationship with food today is just knowledge. Educate yourself. Learn about what you are putting into your body. I think I said this in the past podcast. Having a relationship with food is like having a relationship with a person. The more you know about that person, the more that you can foster that relationship. And food is the exact same way. And since we need it in our lives, we might as well have a good relationship with it. And we can do that, again, through education. And so... 
With that being said, I am so thankful that you are here. I hope that you got something out of this. And of course, if you have questions or comments, I love to hear from you. You can DM me. I'll have all my links down below. And I want to know about your relationship with food. What has brought you to have the relationship with food that you have today? I want to know. I'm so curious. Anyways, I love you guys so much. And I will see you next week. Peace.